Welcome to another episode of The Lawn Feed. I am Ope, your host tonight uh, from Opus Mo Time. And as with me, as always, is Andrew uh, with the Dead Bob Lawn and Vince with Rooted Alonco. What's up, you guys? Howdy. Uh, it's, it's good hey, to see everyone again. I feel like it's been a while since we've had all three of us here. It has been a while. It's been a busy summer. It's been That's a busy sure. summer. We're out and about doing our things, which is good. So uh, happy what feels like, well, it probably doesn't feel like fall quite yet, but happy uh, fall for us like lawn people. It's like getting into fall and the winding down to the end of the season. So thank you again for tuning in to another great episode where uh, if you've been tuning along to the previous episodes, we've been talking a lot about lawn renovations and we are going to be focused on this one with full lawn renovations so we've covered partial we've kind of given a high level recap um, or intro to full lawn renovations now we're going to go in depth with full lawn renovations um, so you can get started and plan for your renovations so be uh, be sure to check out our website after this episode for premium tees and other apparel that's guaranteed to make your lawn renovations go easier wherever you're at and it happens in less time. Hmm. Still need ibuprofen, though. Still need ibuprofen. And also read the fine print on that. But you'll look good doing it. That's a guarantee. <laughs> That's all no that fine, matters. No no fine print for that one. So, sweat right through it. Yeah. Breathing and moisture wicking. Um, but before we get into all of the lawn renovation talk, we have a very special guest with us. We have Roger from Spiker Spreaders. Roger, welcome to the show. And thank good you evening. so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Nice to see you guys. Yeah, this will be a fun one. And, you know, I think from from, from our perspective, this is the first time you've been on there. So who are you? Uh, What what do you do for Spiker? And uh, we've got some questions to ask you, and we'll just get right into into the business. Yeah, so I'm I'm Roger Beams, and I'm with Spiker Spreaders. I look after the Spiker brand for Brittany Hardy Company, and uh, looking forward to talking through some full renovations with you guys this evening awesome roger we're we're looking forward to to learning a little bit more about what you just kind of went into um as the show goes on uh before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode we always uh do a a, a segment called dad's wins and losses with whoever we have on um and it's really just a, a a portion of our episode where we can get down and dirty and talk about fatherhood and parenthood and the daily wins and losses that we take as parents every single day um so we th- this this portion of the episode is brought to you by forefathers a polo uh, company that's elevating dad apparel for the diy dad and the home of that og turf pol- uh, turf dad polo um, and as a reminder you can get 20 percent off your entire order with promo code the lawn feed at shopforefathers.com. so check that out uh hit up that promo code and get some savings and look good doing it but roger one win one loss floor is yours all right thank you uh, okay, so one win. I mean, I have the best daughter in the world. First of all, um, she's a she's a really good student. She's a junior in college, so um, you know I'm just really proud of her and all of what she she does. She's on she's a manager on the lacrosse team at her uh, university, Bellarmine University. So shout out to that 
uh, lacrosse team over there. Awesome. Yeah, and then uh, the losses. So uh, she does stay on campus, even though it's in the same city that we're in. Um, so she's only about three and a half miles away. But the, I guess the losses, I don't get to hang out with her uh, as much, you know, uh, in the, on the weekend or in the evenings when uh, when she's in school, which has just started back, you know, a couple of weeks back. So, yeah. Well, and that's a huge dad W, um, <laughs> you know, you, you survived the, the stages oh, that we're all in, the infancy. Well, you can see, like, and... you know, there's, there's not much left on top. <laughs> that's why we wear hats, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. 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 When I got yeah. married, I had a full head of hair, you know? <laughs> so did we. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm making up Boy. for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, Roger, uh, we know uh, that you're with Spiker Spreaders. We know that Spiker is, uh, holds a high reputation, um, and they have a lot of different spreaders, drop spreaders, and others, other tools. Uh, but those who have been living under a rock and don't know who Spiker Spreaders is, um, can you tell them a little bit more about the company? Sure. So we're, uh, we were the original spreader company. Um, we're over 150 years uh, of age. So, uh, we kind of started out with the first bag spreader, um, was invented up in Northern Indiana. So it was the first broadcast spreader that somebody was using. Um, Mr. Spiker, in fact. Um, so yeah, we've been in the business for, for a long time. We, we obviously don't make the same spreaders that we made that, that long ago. Um, we may have, you know, recreated some, uh, some of that technology in newer versions because um, it's still proven technology. But really, uh, like you say, lots of different types of spreaders. That's what we focus on. Um, so whether it's a broadcast spreader or a drop spreader, um, you know, those are the kind of things. And then we've also got electrics and ride-on machines as well. So, um, you know, Spiker Spreaders has been around, like I say, a long time, but we are used primarily uh, by landscapers, uh, golf courses and sports turf all around the world. Um, so not just not just in our 50 states. Um, so we do have followers all over all over the world, wherever grass grows, uh, wherever people play golf or or any kind of ball sports. Um, so yeah, those are those are some of our products. We've also added recently uh, rollers, so turf rollers, especially for sports turf applications, or even just leveling out your own yard or. Uh, different applications mm -hmm. where maybe you've got frost heaves in the north and that kind of thing. And then also some drop-in sprayers because, you know, lots of the chemicals or the fertilizers are going to more liquid form. Um, you know, so what we have now is we have some drop-in sprayer uh, technology that we can put inside some of the, the machines that we've got um, to allow you to do that as well and do some spot spraying and uh, other treatments, whether it's a total kill for a renovation that we might be talking about here tonight. Um, that works great for that. And then you can use your spreader for the same uh, seed and application afterwards. So it's kind of a two for one uh, instead of carrying around a backpack sprayer uh, full of, you know, nasty chemicals, you can put a drop in sprayer into a spreader and take the weight off the back and uh, push it around, you know, your Now those drop in spreaders, do they, is it, does it fit any model of walk behind or is there a certain walk behind uh, spreader that you need? Yeah, so it fits um, specific units. Um, it will fit in a lot of our spreaders, but it won't fit snugly in all of them. Um, so some of the some of the bigger spreaders, the 120 pound spreader hopper, is kind of primarily designed for that. There is another spreader on the market; it's an 80 pound spreader. It's pretty popular. Uh, it also fits in that hopper as well. So 
Um, but even when even on our Ergo Pros, you can fit that inside the hopper. You just have to kind of create some wedges. Um, you know, all pretty handy at home, I think. Um, if we're doing this kind of work, so uh, you know, you can come up with some two by four wedges and kind of hold that thing in mm. there. It's not, you know, not terrible. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you know, again, for for a lot of our golf course professionals, um, you know, they they like to have that flexibility, so they don't have to take a big machine into an area. And that kind of thing. But yeah, when we're talking about homeowners, um, you know, that want to be able to use the same technology as a lot of the PGA Pro, uh, you know, golf course managers, um, you know, these are the kind of products that they're using every day when they're at work. Nice. Now, we already mentioned that Spiker makes like premium products. Uh, yes, what is it that sets Spiker like above your standard spreader that you might see in the store or elsewhere online do they use you know special gears uh special materials like stainless steel what is it that makes these products so special for sure uh you know we have a we have a saying um back at spiker which is you know when you've tried the rest go with the best uh which is spiker spreaders so you know a lot of spreaders uh and a lot of spreader companies want to sell you a new spreader every couple of years um you know what we want to do is we want you to have a really great experience with our product um, so we build it really well up front uh, with our design engineers and all of our durability testing that we do in-house. Um, so we, you know, we build a really great product. The things that differentiate us, um, you know, and I talk to a lot of people about these products all around the world. Um, and so, you know, the the axles, especially if you look at the ones in the stores, they're going to be usually hollow axles. All of our axles are solid axles. They're stainless steel. So if you think about, you know, the durability of this thing as it gets bumped and knocked around, um, you know, those are kind of the things that you want to be looking for. The wheels. So think about like a, a little plastic spreader you're going to get from the home improvement store that you're going to pay probably 29 bucks for, you know, and get a little bit of money off on a bag of fertilizer with it. Um, you know, it's it's not a fun experience. We've all done it. Um, you know, these these spreaders that we've got are starting out with 10-inch wheels, um usually three inches wide and then we go up to now we actually have our toe spreader it's got a 16 inch wheel uh, by six inches wide but our push spreaders um that are kind of in the middle of the road uh lineup are 13 inches by four inch you know fully pneumatic tires um so the wheels you know help with the roll and the feel of the spreader as you're moving it around you know again if you've got a lumpy old yard when you've moved into your place uh, and pushing around a little plastic wheel spreader, it's doing a lot of bouncing, you know. But even with these spiker spreaders in a yard like that, you know, it just takes that into its in its paces. The other things that we do, you know, really well is we overbuild the frames. Um, I would encourage people to check out our website and look on there. You know, we talk about the the frames and the gusseting. Again, you're putting a lot of weight into these these spreaders, and you know they're bouncing around, or or you know you're knocking them over curbs or down driveways um you know hanging them up on the wall and dropping them down on the floor so they need to need to take a bit of a beating um and again the the idea is is that these are being used by pros you know every day that they need them for you know hundreds of lawns a week um so you know for a homeowner these things are going to last you know a lifetime um but the other things that we do you know in terms of the the accuracy. So if you think about, you know, what we're doing, we're putting down chemicals onto our lawn to make it look pretty and grow more healthily. Um, we want to make sure that we put down the right amount of chemicals. 
in the right places. So, you know, with our calibration system, it's a it was a patented uh, dial system that we had a long time ago. Um, you know, we have 95 settings of calibration. So you can really dial that thing in. And the Spiker dial is famous. Uh, it's found on a lot of different OEM machines out there. It is the, is the gold standard uh, for calibration in the, in the industry. Really dial in your rate gate opening. Um, we use a single opening versus like a three hole or something. Um, that helps with reducing clogging and that kind of thing. But we also have um, what we call our Accuway, which is a diffuser in the opening. And again, that was patented technology uh, back in the day. And what that does is it actually adjusts your spread pattern direction. So you can you know, you can make sure that thing spreads dead center. So depending on what you're spreading, the environment, um, lots of things, lots of factors can play on that. Um, so that Accuway diffuser can help, uh, you know, reduce uh, striping or, you know, over application on one side or under application on the other. Because again, we want to put the weeds at bay and we want to feed the lawn. Um, so, you know, all of those things working together, um, you know, are all going to make sure that you only have to do this thing one time. It's a lot of, lot of effort um, to go out there and do that on a weekend, you know, for a lot of homeowners. So, um, you know, we want to make sure that that time spent and the money spent is is going to good use versus like a cheap little spreader that you buy at the store. You know, you might save a bit of money up front, but, you know, it's going to cost you in terms of your time, you know, another weekend later because you've got bare spots or you've got, you know, weeds growing, you've got striping, you've got dead areas now. Like it just becomes a battle that you're fighting. Um, so we just take all that all that pain out of it for you. you you had just said something that I want to touch on because I think yeah. that many of our listeners have experienced this. I know we all have. Is this when you said striping? That's different than right. lawn stripes that we do with our mower, right? <laughs> oh yeah, not good um, the different kind of stripes. These stripes are not good. Um, when you go and do, you know, you go and fertilize, and all of a sudden, a couple of days later, you water this in, and all of a sudden, you've got lines in your yard that are darker than the other portions of your yard, right? Yeah. This is what he's talking about. And what causes that is putting for too much fertilizer um, or too much of those chemicals, uh, good or bad, that are oversaturating that particular area. And that's what causes those lines. Um, there's a whole bunch of things that Roger just mentioned that uh, that Spiker basically goes above and beyond of to ensure that that does not happen. Um, some of these high-end spreaders that you know, you invest a little bit more money that might not happen anymore. Right. So, uh, that, that was a big wake up call <laughs> when I was in my early years of doing this of like, Whoa, what is going on with those dark lines? Um, that's what, that's what he's talking about. Yeah. Some of those cheaper, some of those cheaper spreaders will actually distribute the fertilizer into the wheel and it mm -hmm. collects and leaves like a, like a thin stripe too. Um, darker green stripes so don't buy junk yeah i like when i see people fill in that tire like that plastic wheel with like that foam and <laughs> just to prevent it <laughs> i haven't seen that <laughs> you haven't seen that no. i'll have to find it and send it to you it's pretty funny diy yeah hey do what you can so uh what materials we're talking about fertilizer we're talking about grass seed what other materials can spikers spreaders spread yeah, so uh, those are the two main ones. But the other things that we can do, and again, depending on where you are in the country, you know, you should check out, you know, kind of uh, your local 
uh, seed and fertilizer store and ask and have a conversation with them as well about what you know what they recommend for your for your zone you know whether it's you're in the north or you're in the transition or you're in the south so definitely you know check with them first i'm definitely not an expert um i'm a mechanical engineer not an agronomist so um you know those are a little bit different um but we can spread uh ice melt with our spreaders um so certainly for you know these spreaders that you use in the spring and the fall um maybe even in the summer with some uh bug control uh granules as well you can use the spreaders for that too anything that kind of flows uh pretty well inside a you know a, a hopper you can kind of tell when you pull these things in there um definitely can't do topsoil right i get that question a lot um we do have a spreader that's called a mulch and more and it doesn't mean uh like mulch that you put in your flower beds or bark mulch if you're up in the northeast um you know it's really what we term uh pen mulch it's like a treated pellet of seed that has good stuff kind of wrapped around it it looks like a little furry ball um there's a couple of brands out there. there's lesco mulch and pen mulch uh two different brands of, of kind of seed starter uh material so we can do um we can do pen mulch through a couple of our different spreaders that have a bigger opening um like the mulch and more spreader that i mentioned what about sand we can definitely do sand so uh, for a couple of different reasons. So it could be top dressing. So if people want to, you know, have a little practice uh, green on their, in their yard, uh, I know a lot of folks like to do that. Um, you know, if you talk to your local golf course professional, uh, a lot of what they do, especially in the South, you know, where you've got to put water down early in the morning and it gets hot in the day to keep those roots uh, moist and keep growing and being healthy through the day, they'll put sand down, you know, kiln dried, kiln dried sand down um, and that will actually help lock in that layer of moisture uh, during the heat of the day. So, you know, when you're running those uh, rounds of golf, um, you know, you see the kind of silvery sheen on those greens and tee boxes. That's the sand, uh, the sharpness of the sand that you can see under the sunlight. And so we can spread sand with our spreaders. We do actually have a couple of top dressing kits for a couple of our units. Uh, but most of the spreaders, you know, you can put sand through them. The biggest thing about you know, anything you spread is really cleaning your spreader afterwards. Um, you know, we can all get lazy, especially when we've been out pushing, you know, a hundred pounds or 50 pounds worth of material around a yard for two or three hours. Um, you know, we all get lazy. We want to get in the shower and get cleaned up and enjoy the rest of the day. Um, but really spend that extra five, 10 minutes just to wash that thing down, dry it off with a towel, you know, blow it off with an air hose, you know, low pressure, um, just keep, just baby that thing and it will, it will last. I mean, um, our gearboxes are all sealed housing. So if you're putting sand through there, um, you know, there shouldn't be any sand getting down inside our gears, which by the way, I didn't mention it earlier, but those are metal gears that we use in all of our spreaders. Um, and 99% of them, we have lifetime warranty. Um, there's only one model that we only have, uh, you know, one year commercial, uh, warranty, which for a homeowner, homeowner is about three year you know warranty so again metal gears be on the lookout for that as well because a lot of cheap notations with plastic gears now if you've got plastic gears and you're doing sand you're going to have problems <laughs> because those gears are going to get chewed up so uh -huh. you know but all of our housing around our gearbox and everything is all sealed it's dovetail you know tongue and groove type face ceiling faces so nothing's getting down in there but again you've got to clean your spreaders when you're done uh we can all be a bit lazy like i say and uh you know, but just spend the extra few minutes just to wash that thing down. 
uh, sand as well for the winter you know up in up in the northeast Mm -hmm. they put sand down you know instead of salt or ice melt i've seen that up in new england places like that Um, so you know you can use that on your sidewalks and driveways uh, for the same reason so it's a really a year-round investment uh when you when you buy one of these spreaders it's not just a you know spray and fall kind of deal got me on the ice melt i'm gonna try it this winter. <laughs> there fun. you go yeah yeah it's gonna be fun and we got some cool we got some really cool ones too if you get a 50 pound ergo pro uh we've got a full deflector that's that's a patented uh or in fact it's patent pending um design which is fully variable so you can adjust the spread width uh, check it out online. It's our, uh, you know, our blue spreaders that you'll see on our website. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can change the spread width from 12 foot wide open down to three foot straight down for a sidewalk. So you're not putting salt and ice melt mm-hmm. out into your lawn or, you know, flower beds. You can really control it. So that's been a real hit with a lot of snow contractors yeah, out clutch. there too. Yeah, pretty cool. That's clutch for sure. Um, okay. Well, we've got a whole lot of, uh, you know, the, the, that's just the tip of the iceberg of what you guys <laughs> offer and what you guys are about, but you have uh-huh. something specific going on right now. So what, so tell us a little bit about the promotion that's going on. Do you have any, um, that, that, that people might get excited about, um, what is it? And then where can folks check you out and buy it? Yeah, sure. That's good. Um, so you can always check us out. You know, we're, we're active on all the social media channels, YouTube, uh, lots of stuff going on, you know, usually at Spiker Spreaders or hashtag Spiker Spreaders. Um, but if you go to our website, it's spiker.com, S-P-Y-K-E-R, just like the shirt, uh, .com. Uh, and you can go on there. And right now we have uh, in our Spiker store, if you go into our shop on there, uh, if you want to buy an Ergo Pro, which is, you know, one of our really awesome 50-pound or 80-pound uh, push spreaders that contractors use every day, uh, we will reward you with your purchase of one of those or more um, with a free bag spreader. And the bag spreader, if you remember what we were saying at the beginning, uh, kind of the orig- origins of Spiker was a bag spreader in, you know, 1868. And so we just redid that product uh, two years ago, and it's been a real hit. Um, so if you've got tight areas, different uh, things, again, for, for winter use, uh, you can use the bag spreader. So it's a nice, nice added gift. Um, that we've got that's huge that's yeah. huge i just don't so check us my out. lawn with the bag spreader too so speaking awesome. of full renovations you got two tools right there that you can there you go <laughs> that's it there yeah. we go there Beach we go pushing a power well, seat uh, around you know <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly well roger oh, this has been awesome thanks so thank you so much for for hopping on uh, the show with us yeah. um we thanks we love your spreaders and we're a big fan and you know obviously uh, you, you guys are doing wonders in the industry and you know, I think a lot of DIYers looking to take that next step or finding you and loving it too. Um, and we're hoping that more of our listeners will, will kind of step up and, and give it all, you know, give you guys a try in one way or another. So, um, yeah. we, we appreciate you, you know, popping on and, and telling us about your story. Um, if anyone is going down to GIE, we'll be there. Um, but Spiker has a booth, uh, check them out and, uh, probably see us there too be honest yes. <laughs> so i'll be there um on on <laughs> on to full yeah on to full renovations uh roger i appreciate you you hopping on um and we'll we'll catch you catch you in the in the next one awesome yeah thanks sure. for having me it was fun thank you roger now onward to full renovations uh like i said earlier on our uh, recent episodes we talked about what goes into a renovation both high level and then in detail on 
partial renovations, but here we're going to talk about full renovations. Andrew, what do we mean by full renovation? What do people need to know? Yeah. So if you tune into our last episode, which I highly recommend you do uh, for partial renovations and like overseeding, we talked about how you don't completely kill off your lawn for a partial renovation or an overseed. In this case, a full renovation means you need a clean slate. You need to start from bare dirt, essentially. So this is going to involve killing your lawn, assuming you have an existing lawn and it's not just like, you know, a, a new build, right? So what part, like what, what goes into killing your lawn? It's a multi-step process. And the first thing you got to do for any kind of renovation or anything you really do in your lawn is measure the square footage. Always need to know materials, um, how much room or how much space you're working with here. Uh, killing your lawn, spraying with glyphosate multiple times, which we will get to in a few minutes, and then scalping. And what scalping is, is basically you mow super, super low to the point where you're just like mowing down to the dirt, right? Something you don't want to do unless you're trying to kill your lawn, essentially, or if you have warm season Bermuda, which we're not talking about tonight. We're talking about cool season renovations here. Uh, and then after you scalp your lawn down, you're going to want to go in and dethatch your lawn, um, and grade it um, by adding topsoil and so that you get the grading of your lawn that you want because what you put underneath the lawn is what you get. So do that now. Don't try to fix it later because now's the time to do it. And then we're going to go on to the seeding process, which is where all, you know, the magic happens essentially. And what what is a good reason to kill off your lawn and do a full renovation? I mean, there's many reasons. You could say that you have an uneven or bumpy lawn. Uh, maybe you just don't like the way it looks. Uh, and also killing it down all the way to the dirt gives you an opportunity to bring in more topsoil and fix all those ruts, all those low spots, and just make that lawn perfectly smooth. Like Maybe you want to go from a rotary cut to a real cut and have that golf course lawn, something like Chris did last year. Uh, go check out his channels and his renovation, essentially what he did. Uh, and Vince is about to do the same thing, I believe. So there's many reasons why you might want to do this process. It is a lot of work to take on. But if you follow these steps we're about to give you and talk about tonight, um, you should have good success. Yeah. Um, and I'll piggyback off that. You mentioned about killing the lawn. Uh, the best thing for cool season lawn is going to be your glyphosate. Um, uh, basically, you're putting down an application over the whatever area that you want it to be to be killed. Um, and if you read the label, usually it tells you to spray it, let it dry, and then you want to continue to water the lawn, um, try and promote growth, allow uh, the glyphosate to absorb into the plant, um, and then give it a week or two. And you can start your process of scalping it down. It will probably start to turn color by that point. Scalping means you're taking the mower as low as possible without uh, putting the blade into the dirt, mowing it, bagging it, and then you can come back um, and take a look and assess the situation. A lot of times I, I like to do two rounds of glyphosate just to make sure I killed everything, especially if you had a lot of weeds in there. Um, some weeds actually won't die from glyphosate. So just know the weed that you're treating uh, and you might have to add a little something extra into the tank. Uh, but two rounds of glyphosate usually gets you pretty good. Um, and then you can do another scalp if you'd like to. Uh, but the biggest thing after scalping is you want to dethatch. Dethatching, scarifying. Um, also, if you get a slit seeder 
and you run the slit cedar over it, you're now not only getting up the thatch, but you're actually getting into like an eighth to a quarter inch into the into the soil. So you're bringing up even more stuff, getting into the roots, and then you can come back, rake it up, um, and get rid of everything. And a little pro tip is while you're dethatching um, or you're running your slit cedar, run it backwards. It's more aggressive. You're going to get more up out of there. Um, and, um, it's, it's, it, it's just a better end result overall. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, I think from, from this point, you've got some options, uh, in, in terms of what you want to do. If you're, if you have a bumpy lawn, uh, this is kind of the point to level it out, right? That would involve core aeration, putting topsoil in and things of that nature. Uh, we won't dive a whole lot into that. Um, but that's where we would basically in insert that. Uh, step in here, um, especially if you have like compacted soil, that's something that's going to be really important to do. Right. Um, but ultimately after that, you're going to be wanting to get your seed down. Now I, at this point in the process, I would hope that you have done enough research to get your seed. Um, because like Andrew said earlier, th this is kind of the whole entire, you know, this is where the magic happens, right? We, we put the groundwork in to go lay the foundation basically to put the seed down. Um, and this is where you're effectively going to see all that magic happen and reap the benefits of it later on, because this is what you're doing it for. Um, there's a ton of options out there. We've done a lot of research for you on the highest quality seed that you can possibly get. So you don't have to, um, but it's good to know your zone. It's good. To, like we said, cool season transition or warm season. You've heard that been said a lot um, on this episode and on previous episodes. You want to understand your goals for your lawn. So what is going to fit in with your lifestyle? What kind of input you're going to want to put into it? Uh, input meaning high maintenance, low input, uh, high maintenance or low maintenance for fertilizing, water, mowing, just the overall maintenance that you're going to have to put into it. Um, different grass types are more input versus less input. Um, it just kind of depends on really what you're feeling for your lawn and what matches uh, your local environment, uh, your yard, and uh, your your lifestyle and what's going to fit in with that. Um, Twin City Seed is an awesome resource for this. Um, if, if you want to go check out my guide, I've got that free guide out there, what grass is best for me guys, all of our recommendations. Um, I believe they're running a 10% off sale right now and then free shipping anywhere uh, to basically get you guys set up for this overseeding season and uh, renovation season. So that's all That's all pretty cool. But you want to get your seed uh, early on in the process, regardless of what you, what you effectively choose. And with the free shipping, they actually ship really quick. I always it get my order. Super quick. For like a couple days it's pretty awesome yeah um so before we have a chance to put that awesome seed from possibly twin city seeds into your uh renovation area uh as as vince mentioned we're gonna try to get all that thatch up and a lot of times that top layer of soil is still really tough it's hard and you kind of want to loosen that up you want to break that stuff up and as he mentioned, you can use a slit cedar in reverse uh, to do that, but a lot of people are not going to be using slit cedars for this project, probably. So something that you could do is use an aerator, um, just like in our partial renovation episode that we just talked about. Uh, 
you talked about tearing up your lawn, just beating the crap out of it. Well, essentially, this is what you're going to do, but you're just going to do it on bare soil and kind of essentially almost till that top layer of soil. So just go over and over and over, breaking up that hard, uh, that hard dirt that's on top. Uh, and once you bring that soil to the top and you kind of loosen it up, you can hit it with a leveling rake. Or if you have a large lawn, uh, like a like a toe behind drag uh, from a company like Lanzi. We had um, Lanzi on a prior episode talking about a lot of equipment, which is mostly all renovation equipment. So if you are looking to get some equipment for renovations, pop back, listen to that episode. That's a good reference um, to talk about as well. So uh, you got your drags, your rakes, and once you have it nice and leveled out and smooth, you want to grab a roller. So you can get a roller from a company like Spiker, like we just talked about. Uh, they make toe behinds, they make uh, hand rollers, and you fill these things with water, get them nice and heavy, and you just roll it over your now nice level uh, loose, loosened soil that you just made. And this is going to give you that awesome, awesome foundation for a seed bed and also for a nice playing surface for your kids or your golf ball to roll on, whatever you're, you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And one last final step before you put that seed down, um, especially after you roll it, sometimes you can, you might roll it a little too heavy. Uh, take like a metal tine rake, uh, like a leaf rake or just your general 36 inch landscape rake and rake over it one more time. You could even set your dethatcher on a higher setting and run over it, um, but then it's gonna make a little bit more work. But a nice leaf rake, uh, even a plastic one, take it over there. You're gonna just get a little bit more of a fluff and uh, gives it more of a bed for the seed to sit down. Um, so once it's all smooth, you're happy with it, you put your seed down, uh, do north. I'm not gonna mess up my directions this time. You go north and south. And then east to west, uh, it just gives you a little bit more coverage. You know that you're not going to miss any spots and have, um, um, uneven coverage. So, um, get that down next, always, you know, put down some preventative, like a mesotrione. You can use a Scott's fertilizer. Uh, they have mesotrione in it. Uh, any big box store is going to have that. Or you can go to site one. They have uh, 50 pound bags of starter fertilizer with, with mesotrione in it. Or if you're a little bit more advanced and you've been following along, you have your backpack sprayer dialed in. Go ahead and grab yourself a bottle of the mesotrione, pour that in a backpack sprayer. You can even do liquid fertilizers with that and put that down at time of seeding. Some guys will put down hydrotain um, at time of seeding. They, they claim to have a quicker germination rate with that. I personally have tried it. Um, I, I can't say yes or no to that. A lot of weather factors also play into that. Uh, but then also O2YS, uh, is a good, is a good, is, has been known to, uh, increase germination rates too. Um, or just wear one of our lawn feed shirts and you'll increase your germination too. That's not guaranteed, but that, yep, that, that checks out. Yep. I, I really like how you say mesotrione too. It reminds me of. Ah, mesotrion. Ah, ah, mesotrion, mm. baby. Mm, 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 ah, mesotrion. Yeah, ah, mesotrion, baby. Ah, yeah. I think you're thinking of a different song. Yeah, ah, miso horny. That's that's the one. <laughs> yeah. but, you, but you're saying like miso, and I'm like, oh, I know that from somewhere. So yeah, yeah, miso, mesotrion. <laughs> Anyways, mm. I just had to give you a hard time about mm. that. I appreciate mm. it. I think we all time. say it differently. There's, you know. Tenacity. We'll just call it tenacity for the for the average. Tenacity. 
I put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. A ten a city. Yes. You just want to select the verbicide, and then you're good. <laughs> However, you pronounce it. Jeez, this renovation season's getting to us, guys. Uh, so yeah, that's obviously a ton of steps. The next and final step is to, uh, you know, like Vince said, you have your starter. Uh, if you if you choose to put a starter down, there's there's that. Um, and then the last important step, seed needs water, right? You, you need water and you got to be smart about your watering. You can't just water it once and hope that it germinates a day or two later. It's going to take a little bit of time. Um, and the the one piece that I always see people mess up on is not looking at the extended forecast when you have this elaborate plan before it, right? So you got to look at it. Um, I'm saying this as we're about to go right down the barrel of 97 degree uh, weather, hot, humid weather, and it's an abnormal heat wave. And I know people have thrown seed down. So there's going to be people who throw seed down and need to get over this like hump um, or something similar. And there's people who haven't seeded yet and needed and need to wait or want to wait. It would be whom of them to wait until, you know, after that. But if you're if you're doing this normal conditions, uh, keep the seed moist. We we don't want to drown the seed, um, and we want to water enough where it, it. We don't want to water it too much where it drowns, and we don't want to water it too little where it dries out. What does that mean? That's going to be different for everybody, but most of the time, four to five times per day per zone, for about five to six minutes should do the trick until germination, and then you can proceed with normal watering uh schedules from there um, when you do or are experiencing this like hot humid weather if you put seed down or your schedule doesn't allow to avoid it um, you just want to up the watering a little bit and just monitor your watering schedule even more so than uh than you would normally um, i won't get into fungicides or anything quite like that yet uh, but you you might want to have a couple of those on tap um, depending on what you plant and how hot and humid it does get. It's always good to have on hand, but it's a ton of information uh, that we tried to condense down and make it really, really simple. Um, it, it's a lot of work. Full renovation takes time. If this is not your cup of tea, uh, remember that you always have that partial renovation to lean back on. Uh, it just kind of depends on what you want and what your goals are. Uh, inside of inside of your lawn and inside of your property. So let us know what questions you have. It can be a lot. We'll we'll definitely do our uh, our best to answer them. If we don't know the answers, we will point you in the right direction. Um, and we keep telling people this, and we've gotten a ton so far. Send us before and afters. This is so so cool to see these pop off on social. Tag us. Uh, we will we'll definitely try to share those if we can see them. Uh, it is really cool to see people's before and afters um, and see all of the work put into these projects. So without further ado, you guys, uh, best of luck from all of us, Andrew, Vince, and myself um, on whatever project that you have upcoming. And we will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye. Ah, miso tryon. Ah, mm. ah, miso mm. tryon, mm. baby. Mm. Uh, 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 ooh! Ah, miso tryon. Ah, ah, miso tryon, baby. Ah, miso tryon. Ah, ah, ah.
Uh, 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 horny. Uh, it's a trial. <laughs>